Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our home show, middle show of the work week, which means you can ask Amy anything. So find us on our social media, After Hours CBS on Twitter, our Facebook page too. And you don't even really need to read. You you can not have your glasses on or your contacts in. You can be half asleep. All you're looking for is, well, don't be half asleep if you're driving. And honestly, don't be looking at social media if you're driving. (laughs) But just look for the bright orange box when you have an opportunity. And that is where you send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. So that comes up next hour. We've got the saga of Carlos Correa, the hot stove with some Tabasco in it. I'm not sure I've ever heard of a journey quite like his over the course of a month. Tumultuous, to be sure. It sounds like he's found a home. Not a new home, just a a home. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, There's a lot of chatter already about the NFL offseason because half the league is starting to figure out what do we have to do moving forward these next few months to ensure that this time next year we're not on the outside of the playoff bracket looking in. So every team that's not in the postseason is already focused on 2023, and that does include the Tennessee Titans. Man, this was dramatic. That's one word to describe it, but a second half of the season in which the former AFC South champions and last year's number one seed fell off a cliff. We're pleased to welcome Rhett Bryan from Nashville. He is a game day host for Titans Radio Network, and I called it dramatic. I'd like to know, Rhett, what are a couple of words or emotions that you would attach to this season for the Tennessee Titans? Stunning is one. Collapse would be another. Uh, I mean, you just think about they started 0-2 and got behind the eight ball. Then they got it together. And at one point in this season, as a matter of fact, uh, Thursday night football in Lambeau Field, Green Bay, they beat handily Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Mm-hmm. It's for only time all season they uh, rung up 27 or more points this season, which tells you their offensive woes. Yeah. But uh, that's the last win that they had. That was November the 17th uh, at Lambeau Field. And then they were 7-3 and three at that point in the season. And... Nobody really saw a seven-game slide to end the season at 7-10. and 10. Just a couple of weeks after the Green Bay win, John Robinson is let go by Amy Adams-Strunk as the general manager. It wasn't like t- 
totally surprising in terms of the move. It was the timing because at that point there was five weeks left in the season. Right. And so, yeah, it's had its twists and turns, uh, no doubt. And then it just had a, a really bad collapse at the end. I remember at the point at which they had won seven of eight games, I was talking about their identity and a team that knows who it is and how it wants to win and how it wants to approach games. What happened? What derailed them at that point in the season, Rhett? It's the thing that could have derailed them in 2021. Uh, the injury bug has bitten them extremely hard in the last two seasons. They've used an NFL record of 177 players Whoa. between 2021 and 2022. And it started, this is something that was a cumulative effect, and then there was a tipping point at one point where it was just you had more guys on IR than you had uh, you know, your your roster looked totally different by some point in the year. So, it, the, honestly, the, the first place where it really started was in training camp in August when they, they lost Harold Landry to an ACL in a non-contact drill, who they'd given a big contract to and had done really well in his first, you know, four seasons with the Titans, and they really missed him immediately. And then you get into the first couple of games of the regular season, Taylor Lewan tears his ACL again. You've lost your starting left tackle, and then you just keep stacking these injuries, whether they're soft tissue or, or season ending. I think they had a record 31 guys on IR at one point. Uh, in one of the last production meetings I had with Coach Mike Frabel, um, I think there was 22 or 23 guys on the 53-man roster that were either just free agents or were off of somebody else's practice squad that were playing. Mm and not starters and guys that, you know, he and John Robinson had kind of constructed the roster with prior to that. Then why ultimately is the general manager fired and for assistance if it really was more about injuries? Well, it's a it's a culmination of a lot of those things. Now, listen, the whole John Robinson thing, the owner, Amy Adams Strunk, uh, I guess had gotten to a point where she was tired of some of the things that were happening and everyone wants to point to the AJ Brown trade the night of the draft back uh, in the spring of 2022. And and that may have well been the tipping point, but it wasn't the only thing that helped decide that. And to hear her tell it, she had decided some weeks before that had happened um, that she was going to move on from his services. Uh, I think one of the things that, that kind of sticks out in that is, the Julio Jones trade that he had made the year before. In fact, the Titans don't have a fourth-round pick in this year's draft because of that trade. And then they happened to pay him. And that is really what set everything with the, the Titans being in a bit of cap trouble as the new year approaches in March. Because to make that trade for Julio Jones, they had to renegotiate or redo uh, a year or two of Ryan Tannehill's contract, which put them – behind the eight ball with, with the cap. In fact, they're going to be, I think, 16 million over. Uh, so they're going to be, there's going to be a, a purge of some talent in this, but that is just one part of it. Um, as far as the, the offensive, uh, the four coaches that were let go earlier this week, Todd Downing, you could almost put the writing on the wall as the, the slide towards the end of the year, the seven game losing streak kept, uh, you know, tacking up losses. You can almost see that coming because if you look at all of the the scores in this season, 
like I said, the, the Green Bay game on Thursday Night Football in the middle mm-hmm. of November is the right. only time they amassed more than 27 points. There was several games that never got more than 17 points. And, Amy, as long as you've been doing this, you know this. 17 points average in the NFL is not going to get it done. No. Not with the Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs of the world and you know what uh, the L.A. Chargers are doing now and certainly the, the Eagles who have been just on fire all year. It's not going to cut it. So uh, Todd Downing was, was let go uh, earlier this week along with the secondary coach, Anthony Midget. That, that one kind of wasn't surprising because they've been giving up some explosive plays on defense, but – they haven't had all their starters in there. And then the offensive line coach, Keith Carter, was also let go. And that was one of Mike Vrabel's original hires when he was uh, named coach in 2018. So clearly uh, the offensive line is going to be a major point of emphasis and change uh, in the spring and the offseason. And uh, reconstructing that because I don't anticipate that Taylor LeWan will be back at left tackle. Uh, it's up in the air as to whether center Ben Jones comes back. Honestly, four-fifths of the starting line Hmm. could be different in 2023. Which is a project in and of itself. It's one of the reasons why, you know, they gave up 49 quarterback sacks this year. That's almost three per game. You know, another reason why some of these offensive coaches were let go earlier this week. We're spending a few minutes with Rhett Bryan, who's the game day host of Titans Radio. We're pleased to have him back with us here in the new year. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Still, they had a chance to win the AFC South title, which speaks a lot about the division, too. Uh, But just looking at the numbers for context, yes, they were 28th in the NFL in points per game at 17.5 is where they finished up. And their passing attack specifically was in the bottom three in the NFL. NFL, so not even 175 passing yards. What are they doing, or or what are their options at quarterback this offseason? Well, I think the big thing is seeing how, because again, we've got the Titans have to get a new general manager. They're in process of that now and have been for about a month. And uh, some of the, the interview candidate list came out earlier this week, but uh, that person is going to have their hands full and what they're going to try to do to get to a cap number to see whether Ryan Tannehill returns as the starting quarterback. He's in the last main year of his contract extension that he got here after he was traded here and uh, spoke to us in the locker room on Monday and said, I'd love to be back here. And, and certainly his performances uh, this season and, and the toughness, you can't argue because he, he tore a lot of ligaments in his right ankle, had a high ankle sprain that developed into the other and mm. ended up having to have surgery with Dr. Andrews in Birmingham. But um, your your point is correct. So, they, you know, tr- uh, draft Malik Willis in the third round back in the spring. He ends up starting three games. And then what they realized is as they were trying to stop this seven-game losing streak, you know, they still – they were this time a week ago, here they have a game in Jacksonville – with two of their main goals intact in winning the AFC South Division Championship and the the title there and making it back into the playoffs. And, you know, for anybody playing a meaningful game in Week 18, despite a a slide, uh, you know, you're doing something right, but they just didn't have the personnel there to do it. So they brought in Joshua Dobbs, and eight days later, he starts, you know, the next-to-last game, the Cowboys game on Thursday night football, and, and he starts again in Jacksonville, and he did a really nice job. And then when the turnovers happened the other night in Jacksonville, that was clearly the difference in the ballgame in terms of score. 
But, uh, you know, they have the 11th overall pick, so I don't know if there's a chance they try to draft something or if that's a left tackle they take there. There's a whole lot of questions that have yet to be answered. It's going to be a wild offseason in Nashville with the Titans. If you look at the roster, would you say uh, there are players who would be untouchable, players that they wouldn't consider purging or trading to try to make the salary cap work? I would say if if we're talking about like a worst case scenario and they're going to do a, just a massive purge of talent, I would think three names that would not be on the trading block. Okay. Because the fan base would have a mutiny. One would be <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons. Yes. Uh, the other would be the aforementioned Derrick Henry, and the third one would probably be safety Kevin Byard. Um, th- those three guys, if any, would be safe. Of course, I say that, and they'll end up trading one of those now. No, no, no. And, and, but, uh, but yeah, I, it, but I think uh, uh, there are so many things that are open for discussion and on the table in this offseason, and I think that's going to be the biggest part of whoever the new general manager of the Titans becomes is, again, is going to have a lot of, of tasks mm. ahead of him to, to do. And, you know, Mike Vrabel is going to be – consulted about who the new general manager is uh, when they get uh, it down to the final couple of interviews. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he and this new general manager work in tandem together to, to put together a good roster. So, Brett Bryan is with us from the Titans radio network in the wake of what was a collapse in the second half of the season, seven straight losses and still in that final game against Jacksonville, an opportunity to at least get into the playoffs as a uh, division champion with the AFC South going through a down year. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So you didn't mention any of the quarterbacks, obviously. What was your assessment of Malik Willis in the limited time in which we saw him on the field? Yeah, he ended up getting three starts, and clearly uh, the first start was in Houston uh, back earlier in the in the season uh, when uh, Ryan Tannehill first started having problems with a high ankle sprain. And he was clearly, you know, had moments where he the, the moment was a little bigger than him uh, in, in trying to, you know, make something happen. But a few weeks later, he gets another start and then a, a third start. And clearly he had made some progress in some places. But you can tell that, you know, he had never really lined up under center um, in, when he had played college ball and, you know, he even talked about uh, Monday when they were cleaning out their lockers about you know hand, uh, hand, eyes, feet, kind of all working together, which are the key elements of you know making making a good uh, passing game and, and all the traits of a quarterback. And he said, "Yeah, I got a lot to learn, but I feel like he made some strides forward. How is he going to be ready in 2023? I don't know. Uh, I think that remains to be seen. But he gained some valuable experience in, in being." basically thrown to the wolves because of necessity Mm. in conversations with players or or hearing what they had to say with their exit interviews. um, What did they say about the season other than the general disappointment of knowing that it was over? Well, I I think there's, they even feel the the, heightened sense of uncertainty as to, you know, I can imagine, I could not imagine playing, you know, going to war with a guy and, and being, 
you know, being around the same guys all season. And then at the end of it, abruptly ending, right. you don't know who's going to be back. You don't know if you're going to be a part of that or if you're going to be somewhere different. There's, I can't imagine what they go through with all of that. But, yeah, obviously it was disappointment uh, because of the way it ended. And, you know, but they didn't offer any excuses. And they, and they played their rear ends off last weekend at Jacksonville. They really did. Um, they just came up short. They just right. – I mean, you just, again, they had a bunch of pieces and parts in certain units. And that was the problem is the injuries came and not just spread out into a couple of places, but he wasn't, it concentrated in areas. But the offensive line had a lot of issues with that in the secondary, too. And when you had it concentrated in a couple of position groups, that really hurts what you're doing. And look, I'm not taking anything away from Jacksonville because Urban Meyer bought the Titans a year in terms of having. Uh, Trevor Lawrence ready in 2021 because he is clearly really good and we knew that going into everything and he's going to be a thorn in the side for the Titans for twice a year for for several years to come and I I'm excited to see what they do uh, with the Chargers this weekend in Super Wild Card weekend because uh, those those guys are starting to play if they can ever figure out some of their defensive stars to, to get the right pressure on quarterback they might be a surprise in this playoff I'm glad that you brought them up because I wanted to ask your uh, your thoughts on the Jaguars the Titans played them twice in the last five weeks and lost both of those games the Jags were the only team in the south to finish above 500 and they do it barely but man what a surge they put together so what impressed you about the Jags a team that you saw multiple times in the last month and a half clearly it starts with the quarterback and Trevor Lawrence because um, the young man was the number one pick overall for a reason and to hear some of uh, like some of the guys that Frank Frangi uh, and Jeff Logman on on Jaguars Radio, we we talked to those guys several times during the year, and it seemed like they kind of had to deprogram a lot of guys after what happened with Urban Meyer in 2021. And as they started to gain confidence, because they started out really slow themselves, but Trevor Lawrence, yeah, much better play for him this year. He had over 4,000 yards passing. Uh, wasn't making the mistakes in terms of interceptions. Now, he's got a fumble issue when trying to extend plays uh, with his body. Uh, that's not something he can correct, but he's got weapons. I mean, look at Travis Etienne, who was robbed of his rookie season. Uh, what was it, an Achilles, I think, or right, something? Right, right. Uh, but he, that, that guy's good, and we knew that in college. I was watching him in college. Um, and, you know, they are healthy. That's the biggest thing in takeaways with them is, they've got a short injury list. I looked at it just a little while ago and um, they lost their left tackle Cam Robinson, but they had, uh, they're pretty deep in that area and could have, in fact, when we talked to Frank Franzi, the voice of the Jaguars last week, he said, this is one of the spots that they could actually afford to lose somebody with a left tackle because of the depth that they have. The Jaguars defense, if they can, you know, uh, continue to force takeaways and, and make something out of it, like they did against the Titans, um, there, there's it's a lot of young talent there. That that roster is not For very sure. old, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got a chance to do. Of course, listen, if you're terrible for several years and you have top five picks, you're supposed to be pretty good at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, good point. And they will have a Saturday night game under the lights for the second time in two weeks. The Jags are the NFL's new darlings as they host the Chargers uh, in that playoff game on Saturday evening. Coming into this season, there had only been four teams in the entire NFL who had made the playoffs the last three years in a row. The Titans were one of them, and now they cycle out. But they did have three good seasons there where they were in. And we'll see what they can do in this crazy offseason. You can find Rhett on Twitter at Rhett B. Tennessee, and he's the game day host for Titans Radio, now launching in to the business of the offseason. So we appreciate a couple of minutes. Happy New Year to you, Rhett. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Always a pleasure. Just one of those franchises in the NFL that could look starkly different coming up in 2023 and looking for a general manager, then having to fill out a coaching staff. Uh, Mike Vrabel sticks around. They believe in what he has done. Amy Adams Strunk believes in what he has done to this point. And yeah, three consecutive playoff appearances until this year. A record number of players on IR, a record number of players used, I should say. Um, But it doesn't make it any easier to take. And yeah, it speaks to uh, the misery of the South. (laughs) You had one team in both South divisions that had a winning record, and that was the Jaguars who will host a playoff game coming up on Saturday evening. It's almost here, you guys. All right, it's been some kind of a month for Carlos Correa. So before we get to the end of this hour, we'll talk about his saga, his desperate attempts to find a home. Uh, And then also we'll continue through some of the reaction to the end of the NFL season. Uh, Ron Rivera sticking around in Washington, presumably, but how can they break out of the rut that they are in? They also have quarterback questions. And speaking of quarterbacks, we hadn't heard from Ben Roethlisberger in a while, but he has a message for Kenny Pickett. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell-
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. There he runs, and the pitch is hit high in the air, left field. Correa's going to stay at home and watch this. That is out of here. Correa, two-run shot, twins on top, 4-0. Getting you to the good half of your week, it's the Hump Show on After Hours. Carlos Correa has gone through quite a journey over the last month. Uh, And so before this hour is up, (laughs) we'll talk about his home that's not new, but not old. And I don't know, if you think you're leaving, do you still have a home in the place where you're not going to be playing anymore? I have so many questions, uh, so we'll get to that coming up. Don't quite have enough time in this segment to be able to do that, um, but we will talk about this because I feel like of all of the hot stove headlines and the the contracts and the money, uh, and money's relative, right? It's monopoly money at this point. Uh, the fact that his journey took such a dramatic turn to go right back to where he was is It's fascinating to me, and I hope at some point we get to hear his thoughts about this last week. But yeah, if you look on the internet, cbssports.com even has a Carlos Correa timeline uh, for the last month. And I don't know that it's fair, but life is not fair. And when you're talking about franchises who are spending hundreds of millions of dollars or looking to spend hundreds of millions of dollars and it's guaranteed money, you can understand why they're a little more protective or why they pay more attention to red flags. Potential red flags, I guess we'd have to call this. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, A-Law Radio, and you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. It's our hump show, middle show of the work week. That will continue in 2023. Uh, and then also on our Facebook page, uh, some of your questions pouring in. I know many of you are late to the party goers, uh, and so you wait until the last second right before we get there. 
Um, but you can certainly take advantage of the fact that you have another hour before we get to ask Amy anything. Marco Belletti is here in studio. So it, it, just a shorter segment here coming off of our conversation with Ryan, but I have to tell you something crazy. Okay. First of all, question. Are you a dreamer where you remember your dreams? No, very rarely. Well, that must mean you're sleeping soundly when you get to sleep. Uh, I don't know about that now. <laughs> Wait, doesn't your son sleep in his bed now instead of sitting yeah, up on the couch? Or, oh, yes, that's true. That's true. How much, when you get home, by the time you get home and go to bed, uh, uh, how much sleep do you get? I get about an hour. And, Ew, and what? Then, well, I have to get up with them to, with the kids to get breakfast and get them ready for school and all that Why stuff. Why even bother going to bed for an hour? Uh, I don't really. I sleep on the couch for an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I get back into bed later, and then I get about three hours before I pick up my son from school. So I get about four a day okay, broken so, up. You know, no one is uh, going to feel badly for me after that. But <laughs> I, <laughs> no, that's awful. Every, that I'm every, everybody's got their own way of doing, this, especially the hours that we work. You got to figure it out somewhere. Unfortunately, mine's busted up, and I usually get about. You know, on a good day, maybe I can get four and one, so maybe I can get five. Ooh, I'd be cranky if I were you all um, the time. I'm last, not exactly nice, so that makes oh, sense. Oh, you're fine. Last, <laughs> You fake it well. Last <laughs> week was tough for me because I was trying to flip my schedule for the whole week again, and I just didn't sleep at all, so I was very unproductive. But part of mm -hmm. my challenge with sleeping is that I dream so vividly that it keeps me from really getting a sound sleep. But I have to tell you about this <laughs> one dream. It's still so sharp in my mind. I swear to you, it was real. I mean, I woke up thinking, oh! <gasps> And then realized it was a dream was like, oh, my gosh, thank heavens. So uh, you may remember, actually, I don't think you were here in the building when I had the flood because it was 2020. Uh, it was 2020 when we had those four major storms and there were so many people in New Jersey who had the, mm -hmm. you know, the crazy flooding. I remember. Well, yeah. mine was my leak when it was raining on the inside was the very first storm, which happened in July. Then we had one in August, another in September, and then we had one in October. The deadly one in October was the one that mm -hmm. killed nearly 50 people in New Jersey. So I had my issues back in July where... Part of a ceiling and walls had to be ripped out because there was a, Oof. yeah, there was a bad leak. And as it turned out, a lot of, you know, there was water damage to mm -hmm. the walls and, and to the ceiling. And so I had to have this big repair project. It mold took and months. all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in order to prevent mold, they yeah. brought in these ginormous, they look like jet engines, mm -hmm. dryers that they, yep. they had going nonstop, louder than heck. Yeah, I know them well, unfortunately. Had going nonstop for four days, and I could you couldn't hear anything in the house. Couldn't watch TV. It was, it was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that was 2020. No problem since then because I hired a contractor first and foremost to go around and recalk all the windows. So he cleaned out the old caulking. My house is about 70 years old, so they recalk the old, put in new, and so I haven't had any leaks since. Okay. So that's why this dream is so crazy. So I woke up at some point, I don't know, about noontime on Monday, and that's generally when I wake up and I'm like, okay, I got to get back to sleep. So thankfully on Monday I was able to get back to sleep, whereas last week I could not but I fell into this fitful sleep where I had this vivid dream that in my bedroom, the room where I was sleeping, all of a sudden I realized 
there's water damage all over the or all over the ceiling, right? And it's getting worse as I'm laying in bed <laughs> watching it. And all of a sudden, there's these drips everywhere. So I need buckets, and all my furniture is wet, and I'm freaking out. Oh, no! It took nine <laughs> months for me to get the other water damage fixed because of how hard it was to find contractors. And here I am. It's in my room, and it's happening. And like the ceiling's about to collapse. Oh no! I have to replace the roof. No, wait. The roof was new in 2018. Why is this happening? I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm crying. I'm freaking out. What the hell's going on right now? How much money is this going to cost me? Do I have to go through an insurance company again? No. Why? And then I wake up and it's quiet Hmm. and nothing's wrong with my ceiling. And I am so unbelievably relieved. Hmm. And it's still so poignant. Not just my room, but it was my spare bedroom upstairs as well. I mean, this was a nightmare. Hmm. And then I wake up. And there's nothing, and it's quiet, and there's no rain. It's not even raining. I don't know where that dream came from, but it scared the crap out of me. You gotta look that stuff up. Uh, You gotta see what the meanings are behind all this. Oh, yeah. Ceiling and water damage? Yeah. That's what I have to look up? Yeah. You think if I Google it? I guarantee you. Dream about ceiling and water damage. Water damage would be something that it's, it means something psychologically. What it means, I have no idea. Do, huh. do I necessarily 100% agree with that? Dream Not necessarily. About water damage. Oh, I'm I'm telling you. A dream about water damage in your home. You are overthinking an issue. It indicates an end to some aspect of your life and the beginning of something new. Told you. <laughs> I mean, that's not actually wrong there is an end to some aspect of my life and the beginning of something new our subconscious is fascinating i'm over it says you're overthinking an issue oh yeah but that's why i dream about water damage in my home again our subconscious is fascinating if you ever looked at if you ever i actually i used to have it i don't a long time ago there had a dream book because I did remember when I was younger, I used to remember, try to remember. I used to keep like a, a notepad and a pen because I could never oh remember gosh. more than like 10 minutes. And then I would forget. So I was trying to write some of this stuff down, get a little creative, and look at all this stuff. And I had a book that was like a dream book. This is like, you know, pre-internet a and all that. dream book? Yeah, that would explain all this stuff. And I remember, uh, you know, there's ones like, you know, losing your teeth. or There's, there's <laughs> a lot of ones that, you know, if you have recurring nightmares or dreams. Well, thank God this has only happened once. There's they more, mean something. Though. Okay, but there's more. Here's another interpretation. The dream of water leaking means you feel threatened or unsafe in your current situation. Uh, here's another one. This one is actually kind of funny because this is not me. Water damage symbolizes an aspect of yourself that you're ashamed of or are refusing to acknowledge. You are refusing to take responsibility for your actions. No, that's that's not me. Again. I, I, Wait, there's more. That's the point. But that's what I'm saying. If you ever look into this stuff. Okay, here we go. Dreams about home water. Water damage suggests feelings of inferiority and ineffectiveness. You are too easily susceptible to negative energy around you. Okay, that's about seven different interpretations now. But again, one, (laughs) it's fascinating. Two, sometimes you can look at it and you can pinpoint and you go, you know, I didn't think of it, but that makes sense. And sometimes that can help you get through whatever you're going through. We didn't even know you were going through it. All right. Well, there's an interpretation for pretty much anything you're going through. Here's one more. Of course. This one will make you laugh. Leaking water in dreams represents a leaking of emotions or a loss of power. Oh, well. Here, here. When do we ever really have power in this lifetime? 
That that one's a little weak. That leaking is, emotion. Leaking like, emotions. I mean, it, I, I like them when they're a little more sophisticated. Well, then the first one would be the the one that uh, I and this happens to me all the time. Part of the reason why I don't sleep well is because I overthink everything and I can't turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. Indicates an end to some aspect of your life and the beginning of something new. I mean, that kind of works for every New Year's, every January. Well, and, and, and look, some of this stuff, I mean, we all have our subconscious, like, we all go through a lot of this stuff. You get, you go through a array of emotions, you get seven different things, and you're like, well, you know, at some point, that's almost like reading the WebMD. Like, at some point, you're going to hit a, a self diagnosis. Yeah, you're going to hit something, you're like, oh, yeah, that happens to me too. My finger kind of hurts sometimes too. Like, you're going to go through enough of it, there's going to be something there. But sometimes you hit a bullseye, and you're like, oh, wow, that was really cool. I like it for the, Interesting, fascinating aspect of it. I, like I said, I think our sub- subconscious is... Oh, it's very fascinating. I wish mine wasn't so active. But I'm telling you, I've never been more relieved waking up from a dream because I That's was yet, sure then. that it was real. That I, my entire upstairs was about to get torn down and have to be rebuilt because of water damage. Yeah, I almost envy that. Like I said, if... What? No, you don't. No, to know the dreams. Like oh, I, oh. I, There are times where I have it where you wake up like almost kind of like in a in a startle and you know it for like a couple seconds you're like wow i can't believe that was so real and vivid and then five minutes later it's like what it was what was that what what was i talking about and i don't remember it so my brain's like oatmeal so like after like five minutes i remember nothing so i i know i I dream well but i don't remember any of them past five minutes oh well that's a blessing but also can be a curse depending upon if you dream about someone that you've lost or that you love and it's a sweet dream or sometimes dreams are just cool yeah, that's that's true. Most of mine are are nightmares. I will say most of mine I wake up from and I think, oh, thank God. Yeah, but I'm like a <laughs> I'm kind of like that Twilight Zone horror guy, so I like the cool, twisted, weird. All right. I'd like to know what my subconscious is thinking about. I like. I that. will tell you, I watch too many crime dramas, so I do dream a lot about people chasing me. <laughs> that's part of it too. Yeah, I mean. or like people getting into my house when I'm uh, when I'm in the house. So those are not great dreams. Those come from being. Watching too much TV, too yeah, many dramas. That, oh, so that one I'm not gonna. You can have my crap shack. I don't care. Take it. <laughs> Sways okay. in the wind. Go ahead. Thank you, you to Marco Belletti for helping me self-diagnose my water damage dream. Let's hope that does not happen again. It was a relief to wake up though. <laughs> All right, you've got an hour to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page too. Coming up. The unbelievable saga of Carlos Correa, a month unlike any other. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Home comes home and the pitch is swinging a fly ball center field deep going back is Grisham at the track at the wall that's gone Carlos Correa to straightaway center field here at Petco Park that's the swing we needed to see from C4 this is after hours with Amy Lawrence on twins radio Carlos Correa with his most recent home and Has this last month really taken him full circle? That is the question. According to the latest reports, now, be careful what you believe when it comes to Carlos Correa, or I guess more uh, more pertinently, be careful about getting too attached to Carlos Correa because he has had multiple agreements with teams over the last month. The reports were agreed to terms with the San Francisco Giants, and the New York Mets, and yet here we are, and it appears in the latest reports that he's headed back to Minneapolis. All right, so the report is a six-year, $200 million deal with the shortstop after a lengthy back-and-forth with the Mets. It wasn't nearly as long a back-and-forth with the Giants. The Mets swooped in, thought we'll take advantage of the Giants' hesitation, And then as it turns out, they didn't get the concessions they wanted from Correa and his agent, Scott Boris, by the way. And Correa wasn't comfortable with what the Mets were asking him to do either. So back to the team that is, I don't want to say most familiar with him, but has most recently had him on the roster. Wow. Raise your hand if you've had a month with as many twists and turns and stops and starts and surprises as Carlos Correa. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Just really quickly to re to kind of refresh your memory about the timeline, uh, going back to December 13th, he was signing with the San Francisco Giants. And this was an agreement that would have been 13 years, $350 million. I remember the Tuesday before Christmas, I wasn't working that night. Or maybe it was the Wednesday before Christmas. I wasn't working the night before. And producer Jay calls me and says, did you hear the news? No, what news? And we play this whole game of, can you guess? A high-priced free agent who just agreed to terms with the Mets. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm naming a bunch of names and I can't get it. And he gives me, I keep asking for hints and he gives me some hints and I finally say, oh, Carlos Correa? So that was the Wednesday before Christmas. And at that point, the deal was 12 years, $315 million. So it went from 13 years, 350 to 12 years, 315 
and yet they never signed it. Still going back and forth on a plate. So it's a surgically repaired part of his lower right leg near his ankle where a plate was inserted when he was a minor leaguer. And yet the physicals with both the Giants and the Mets made the teams uncomfortable. And ultimately, they wanted Correa and his agent to to make concessions, either injury concessions or money concessions or not the same number of years. They just weren't comfortable with the deals as they were first constituted. And so now he's headed back to Minneapolis. Here's Odyssey Baseball insider John Heyman with why, the whys of this deal ultimately fizzling with New York. The Mets wanted to mitigate the risk. They felt there was a risk. I don't know. It's very difficult to gauge, to pinpoint exactly when that risk will come into play. Uh, Carlos had the injury in 2014, hasn't received any treatment, nor has he been on the injured list for that injury uh, since 2014 when he was in the minors. But two doctors did flag it, and certainly the Mets were cautious about it. They wanted to mitigate the risk. And over the first six years, which are the guaranteed years, The Twins did offer $42.5 million more. The Mets were being careful. They also, my understanding is the Mets also wanted to give Carlos a physical every year of the contract as well. So there are a couple of different steps there, hoops that Carlos Correa was not willing to jump through. And I feel like it's so important to underscore, this is an injury that occurred in 2014. He's not had any issues with it since then. But the Mets are concerned, the Giants were concerned that at some point the wear and tear on his body and his ankle would lead to issues with this surgically repaired part of his leg and the plate that was inserted. So he's got to deal with Minnesota, who's most familiar with him most recently. He didn't have any issues with the ankle last year with the Twins, and so they're bringing him back. But the deal instead is for about half the number of years. Now, it's a, it's a significant amount of money, $200 bucks, but it's only six years. I guess, theoretically, if he plays through those six years, and he still, remind me how old he is, he's in his mid-20s, right? Uh, if he plays through those six years, and he does well, and there are no issues with him, then he could sign another free agent deal and make more guaranteed money on top of this $200 million. Now, according to John Heyman, he's 28. Thank you, Jay, for confirming. According to Heyman, the portion of the exam that revolves around Correa's ankle has already been completed with the Twins. And so that should not be a holdup with his returning to Minneapolis. But my goodness, first you think Bay Area in 13 years... And then very quickly, it breaks down because they're concerned about the physical. So you jump, you and your agent, you take the money that the Mets are offering. The Mets don't learn from the Giants' hesitation. It's a few weeks later, and the Giants look like the winners. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.